You're listening to the weekly sermon podcast from Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Springfield, Missouri. To connect with us or learn more, visit us online at ridgecrestbaptist.org. If you'll turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. In our Bible story today, Jesus is going to be teaching us that the same is true of our spiritual life. The same is true of our spiritual life. In our spiritual life, we need a solid foundation that can withstand any storm that may come in our life. So Matthew chapter 7 is where we'll be reading today. And we're going to learn that responding to God's word in obedience creates a secure foundation that can withstand any disaster. Here we go. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. This is what the Bible says. It says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Verse 26, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell, the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Let's pray together today. God, we thank you for today. Thank you for for being with us all this weekend. Lord, I pray that you would continue to teach us from your word and teach us about Jesus, our strong foundation. I pray that you help us to, to, to be like the wise man in our story, building our life on your word in obedience. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so this, this story comes right at the end of what we call the Sermon on the Mount. It's one of Jesus' longest teachings that we have recorded in Scripture. Um, some amazing content that he covers. He covers a bunch. And then at the end of that teaching, he finishes up with this story. Here's what he's telling his audience. He said, you guys have all heard what I just told you. Now the key is we also have to obey it. Now this is what we call a parable, which is, it means it's a metaphorical story that's teaching us something spiritually. It's teaching us something about our spiritual lives. In this story, in this parable, the house represents the men's lives. The wise man and the foolish man are both building a house which represents their life. Okay, so let's, let's dig back in and see. Uh, what, he, what he says is, is that you need to obey. In verse 24, he says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The key word here is and. This is a twofold command that Jesus is giving to his audience. He said, first you have to hear my words and then you have to obey them. All right, the key there is and. We all are hearing God's word, but when we leave here, I don't know if we will be obeying God's word, okay? The choice there is, is for us to choose to obey his words. And the point is that obedience is the only way that we build a strong foundation that will withstand any of life's storms, okay? So imagine with me, uh, sometimes some of you might this be true of, maybe on your way into work or somewhere you regularly drive, you're driving by something that they're building a big construction site, maybe an industrial building. And they work and work and work and work and work and work and work. And it just seems like they're just moving dirt around for weeks, for months even. You keep driving by and you wonder, I wonder what they're building there. And I wonder when they're ever going to get started, okay? It's just a bunch of guys flaying in the dirt, moving it all over the place. And then one day you drive by and all of a sudden, half the building's put up. 
Okay, and it's like, wow, they started finally started working really hard. The point is, what we realize is they spend forever building that foundation. And once the foundation is good to go, actually the structure of the buildings usually go up quite fast. Um, and so what, they, what they're doing there is they know that out of the millions of dollars they're spending to build this building, they want to build it on a good foundation. They don't want to waste all that money to build an amazing building on a bad foundation. The same is true of our life. The same is true. We need to be building our spiritual life on a solid foundation. Those guys don't want to waste all that money they're putting into it. We also should not want to waste the one life that God has given us on a bad foundation. This story is asking us today, do we, are we wasting the life that God has given us by building on a poor foundation? The wise man in our story says, absolutely not. The wise man hears the words of Jesus and obeys them. And the result of that obedience is that his house or his life withstood the storms that came. So look back with me in verse 25. And I need a little crowd participation. And I believe you can start stronger than the first service did, okay? Uh, A little crowd participation here. It says, and the rain fell. Let's hear some rain out there. Oh, you're already, you're nailing it. Rains, that that sounds like wind. Uh, Rain, pitter-patter. Let's get, let's get rain. There we go. And, and the flood came and the winds blew. Now you can, now the wind. And it beat against the house. And I mean, it was a big storm, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Great job. Great job. Thank you. Uh, a couple things to note here. The, the man's building a lot, his, his house. He wants a solid foundation. He finds nothing better than the solid bedrock to build it upon. And he knew that the storms were coming. The first thing we see here, something to note is the storms should be anticipated. The wise man knew that the storms were going to be coming. And so that is why he built on the solid rock of God's word. He anticipated the storms. The same should be true of our life. We should anticipate the storms of life that will be coming. Okay. The wise man knew they were coming and built on the foundation accordingly. The other thing we note here is that the success of the structure was directly credited to the foundation. If you look back, it says, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. It wasn't the man's amazing structure and house that he had built that made it withstand the storm. It was the foundation it was built upon. No matter how awesome you think your life is, no matter how amazing it is, it doesn't matter the structure of what your life looks like. What matters is the foundation that you are building it upon. And that foundation, if you want a solid foundation, we find that only in Jesus, our strong foundation. All right, the the wise man knew the storm was going to come. And so he built his house on a solid foundation, okay? Well, we see the the opposite is also true. Look back with me. Get your crowd participation ready. Here we go. Verse 26, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell. And the flood came. And the wind blew. And beat against that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. Fantastic. 
the same storm that came to the wise man's house also came to the foolish man's house, except the difference was the foolish man's house crumbled and fell. God gives us the option to build our life on a solid foundation of Jesus, but he also gives us the option of choosing to build our life on a poor foundation of sin and in disobedience to God. Uh, I, I don't need to explain to you what that looks like. I, I want you to actually think in your mind, what are some ways that you and, and, and I, I would ask the same thing of me, what are the ways that we live our life in disobedience to God's word? You are the ones who know the answer to that. Think about what are the ways that you live your life in disobedience to God's word? Those are the areas that you are building a poor foundation on sand. Disobeying God's word leads to destruction in our life. Not only disobeying God's word, deftly just ignoring God's word is equal to disobedience and just as destructive. And this story is asking us, am I the fool or am I the wise man? If you will, pull your Bibles back out to Matthew chapter 7. We're going to be jumping back into our story. And, and here's the deal. When you, when you buy a house... You always hire a a home inspector to come look over the house and make sure that everything is good with it. You want to know the true status of that house before you actually sign on the line. Before you sign your income away for the next 30 years, you want to make sure you're buying a solid house. One of the things that we'll want to look at is a foundation, okay? You wouldn't want to buy a house that has a poor foundation. Well, so think of this next part of the sermon as a four-part, four-point home inspection that you can do on your spiritual foundation. Four questions to ask to inspect how good your spiritual foundation is and how close you are to the wise man or the foolish man. So question number one, if if you're a note taker, this part of the sermon will be your best note taking, okay? Question number one, inspection question number one would be how well are you hearing God's word? Okay, in our, in our story, the first command here was to hear the words of Jesus. That was true of all Jesus' audience. They had all heard the words of Jesus, okay? This morning we're here, we are also hearing the words of Jesus, but more than just hearing it on Sunday morning, how well are you hearing God's word throughout your entire life? The first step in laying a solid foundation is to consume God's word. So how well are you hearing it? How big, how much are you consuming God's word? If Sunday morning is the only time that you're opening God's word and hearing God's word spoken into your life, you've got the right foundation material, but it's only about a quarter of an inch thick. You're laying a concrete foundation that is only a quarter of an inch thick. And let me tell you, that's gonna crumble just as much as a sandy bad foundation, okay? You, You need to constantly be in God. God's word. Let me give you uh, some practical advice here. All right. When it comes to hearing God's word, consistency is always the key. All right. So some people, you'll hear a sermon like this. You read something, you feel convicted and you get all pumped up and you're like, I'm going to be better at this. I'm going to read, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read God's word for an hour. I'm going to read 10 chapters. Okay. That doesn't really help you that much. You don't have to swing for the fence here. Okay. You actually, consistency is key. Reading God's word If you read one chapter every day is better than reading five chapters all in one day. 
All right? And reading, reading God's word for 10 minutes a day is better than reading for an entire hour one day. All right? We, we, you want consistency in your life. You want to constantly be consuming God's word because the principle here is always true. The more we hear God's word, the more we will also obey God's word. That's just the way it is. That's the way God working inside of us is. The more we hear God's word, the more opportunities we are giving the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us in obedience. If you don't hear God's word, you're not going to be obeying God's word. So consistently be digging into God's word. You may be here and say, well, I I haven't been doing that. I don't even know where to start. The Bible's really big. Well, let me give you some advice. Uh, Matthew, the book you're in right now, would be a fantastic place to start. I've actually, I'm almost finished with it. I've been reading through it on my daily quiet time. But Matthew, right here, uh, man, you can dig into Matthew, read one chapter every day, and you will be learning all sorts of stuff about Jesus, our strong foundation. That'd be a, a great place to start. You also, all of you, you have your, you have your, on your smartphone, you can get your Bible reading app. There are reading plans on there that tell you and guide you, help you know what to read each day. If you are here and you don't have a Bible, and you really, really want one to, so you can be digging in, our VBS store right out the back here, you can stop by there and we have kids' Bibles we would give you because we believe it's important for your kids also to be in God's word every day. All right, and one last thing, note on this because this is just a hobby horse of mine. Uh, not only reading God's word, we should internalize it very deeply into our lives. We should be memorizing God's word. Now, as a kids pastor, we do this all the time. We, we, we lead our kids to memorize scripture all the time. But then there's this really funny thing that we do. The moment we leave kids ministry, we assume you don't have to memorize scripture anymore. Let me tell you, if your kids are memorizing one verse how about you try maybe reading, memorizing a whole entire chapter, okay? Now that would be quite the challenge. It's doable though. The more we are internalizing God's word, uh, we can hear it more. So just for some crowd participation here, we've been memorizing a Bible verse all this week, Philippians 1.6. So let's all say it together. It's not on the screen because you should hopefully know it by now. Ready? Let's all say it together. I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Philippians 1, 6. Great job. Give yourself a big pat on the back. Way to go. You've already memorized one scripture verse. We, the more we memorize and internalize that, we can use that. Because in Psalm 119, 11, this is what the Bible says. It says, I have stored your word in my heart, ready, that I might not sin against you. The purpose of storing God's word in our heart and memorizing it was to lead us in obedience. So if we want to be the wise man, memorizing scripture is a challenging but extremely successful way to help us follow and obey God's word. Okay, The direct correlation here between our intake of God's word and our obedience. The more we read, the more you will be obeying. I promise you. Okay, question number two. So the first one was, how well are you hearing God's word? Question number two is, how well are you obeying God's word? This is the two part, uh, what Jesus is telling you. Hear it and you obey it, all right? It's not enough to just hear it, you also obey it. So how well are you obeying God's word? This is actually the point of our story today. This is the difference between the wise and the foolish man. The wise man and the foolish man both heard God's word, but only one chose to obey it. Okay? Now, um, 
I know some of you are thinking, yeah, yeah, I got it. It sounds simple. Well, I have a three-year-old, and so I am now an expert on what disobedience can look like, okay? So let's talk about what it's not, okay? What Jesus is asking us here is 100% true obedience. Let me give you an example. I can be in the living room, and I can tell my three-year-old, her name is Molly. Uh, Hi, Molly. Uh, I can tell her, hey, Let's, you want to read a book and she can run to her room, get a book, run all the way back to the living room before I'm even comfy on the couch. Okay. It's fast. She loves to read books, but I can also tell her and look at her and say, Hey Molly, it's time to get ready for bed. And I mean, it takes forever to get back to the bedroom. And she has this thing. She hasn't been doing as much anymore, but she'll look you dead in the face and say, I crawl. And you see what she's doing there? She is obeying. But what she knows to do is she's choosing and finding the most slowest possible way for her to obey. That is sadly actually how we treat God a lot of times. God tells us to obey and we say, sure, we're going to get there. But we're going to go as slowly as we possibly can. That's not the obedience that Jesus is asking for here. He is asking for 100% true obedience. Let me give you some examples of what this obedience is not. First off, the slow obedience. It's not slow obedience, okay? We tell Molly, obedience is doing what you're told when you're told to do it. Another example, which we're tempted in the Christian life sometimes to do, is partial obedience. Now this one, this one's so easy because we can take something, God tells us to do something, we do half of it, and we chose, choose to focus on the half that we did and say, good job, look at me, I'm following God, okay? And we just ignore the half that we haven't done. That's partial obedience and is not what Jesus is asking for here today. If you're building a foundation of half sand and half rock, it's, just, it's as equally destructive and not going to work for you, okay? Another one would be pretend obedience. This would be the obedience that we see of the Pharisees in the Bible. Uh, They look good on the outside. They are pretending to obey on the outside, but in their heart, they are also disobeying. This is very easy for us to do. Jesus had very stern words for the Pharisees. He said, you are like whitewashed tombs. You look really good on the outside and clean, but on the inside, you're full of death and decay. That's pretend obedience of which we also so easily fall into. And that's not the obedience that Jesus is asking us for today. Just because, listen, just because you look good to everyone else around you does not mean you are truly obeying God's word. Obedience happens in the heart and only you can truly evaluate how well you are obeying God's word. Just because you look good to everyone else around you does not mean that you are obeying and following God, okay? Another one would be, reluctant obedience. This is the person who is obeying God's word, but wishing they could be living in sin. It would be like the wise man building his house on the solid rock, but every morning he comes out on his porch and he looks down at the beachfront at the foolish man building his house on the sand, wishing he could live that way. Now this also catches us off guard a lot of times as Christians. We are following God's word out of duty. We feel like we have to, we do it. But in our heart, we're wishing we're living that sinful life. Listen, let me tell you, obedience is in the heart. And so if, you, um, if, the heart, if your heart is longing to disobey, your foundation is already crumbling. Now, 
This is hard obedience of what Jesus is asking us to do. Actually, in just a few verses earlier, in verse 13, Jesus was speaking about this, about following God. And he said, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Jesus is saying, it's super easy to live like the fool. And it's actually real hard to live like the wise man. And only a few really, truly find how to do that. Now, here's the good news for you. All right. I forgot to tell this good news to the first service. Sorry. Uh, The good news is it's impossible for us to truly 100% obey God. And that is why Jesus is so important. Because Jesus is actually the only one who has 100% truly obeyed God. And so as we're trusting in him, that's why his words are so important. We build our life on his foundation because he's the only sinless foundation that we can build it upon. So, um, uh, the Bible makes it clear. We can't do that. Forgiveness is only found in Jesus. Question number three. Now, these are getting a little more tricky as we go. How well are you enduring life storms? Question number three. How well are you enduring life storms? Now, the first two are dead guarantees out of the story. This one's a little bit more implied. We have to look for it. Because, here's the deal. The storm came to both men. Just saying you have storms in your life and trials and temptations does not indicate that you have a bad foundation. All right? They both experience the storms. But how well are you walking and surviving through those storms? All right? The storms will come. God doesn't promise that it's going to be ribbons and rainbows when we follow Jesus. Okay? But when the storms come, remember the wise man anticipated the storm. How well are you enduring the storms that God brings into your life? Listen, when your life is built on the solid word of God, storms will still come, but your house will stand. Trials will come, but your soul can still be at peace. And listen, when your soul is at peace with God, even the worst storms will not destroy you. But the, the opposite is true also. When your soul is, not, is in disobedience to God, even a simple small spring rain will feel like a hurricane in your life. Okay? It doesn't matter the size of the storm or the frequency of the storms. It matters what your foundation is that you are building upon. So if you are, are, you're here and you're constantly feeling like your life is a hot mess and just storm after storm and you feel like you can't even survive through the storms, then maybe you should evaluate your foundation. Okay, the storms won't go away. The storms will still be here. But if we're trusting in Jesus, walking with him, he'll walk with us every day and help us through those storms. Okay, and so uh, evaluate how well are you enduring storms? Now, listen, there have been some storms in my life that are actually really, really small that I've done a terrible job surviving through. Okay, I've acted like they're great big monster storms and they're really small ones. Okay, there have also been a few few really big storms that have come in my life that I have been able to endure through, not because of anything I'm doing, but only because of the foundation that my life is built upon. The same will be true of you, okay? Don't focus on the storm. Focus on the who and focus on the foundation, and God will help you through the rest. Our last question. Last question, number four is, how well are you trusting God? How well are you trusting God? So the first one was, how well are you hearing God's word? Number two was how well are you obeying God's word? Number three was how well are you enduring our life storms? Number four is how well are you trusting God? Now here's the point. You might not see this in the story quite at first reading. Here's the point. If you don't trust someone, you won't obey them. If you don't trust someone, you won't 
obey them. And this is asking us, if you're, if you're looking at your life and saying, I don't think I'm obeying God very well, then you actually probably need to back up a few steps and ask, am I trusting God? Do you really believe that God's way is the best way? Do you really believe that you have to obey God's word to build a solid foundation? Do you really believe that sand is a bad foundation? We're having to evaluate our trust here of the Lord and his word and of whether we really believe that foundation that he's giving us. Maybe, maybe you're here and you are a believer. You've been walking with the Lord a long time. What this story is asking us to do is evaluate our trust and press in and trust him all the more. Regardless of whatever storm is happening around us, do we trust him? Are we building every part of our life upon God's word? But maybe you're here today and you haven't trusted Jesus as your Savior and Lord. Maybe you're saying, I haven't even begun to build that foundation in my life. I haven't even, be, like, I haven't not trusted him and asked him to forgive me of my sins, okay? Then, then you're like that fool building his life in disobedience to God's word. Well, the good news is it's never too late to start building on that solid foundation. So uh, we've been talking with our kids all week. And so I'm, I'm going to talk to you uh, like your kids just for a minute because I think that's how we learn better. Uh, I left an object lesson up here that we had last night in, in our session. And, and I talked with our kids about if you want to choose to follow Jesus, if you're saying, I've been building my life on that bad foundation all the time, and I want to change and start building on a good foundation, here's what you do, okay? It's actually really easy. We call them the ABCs of becoming a Christian. We first, we admit that we are a sinner. You have to, if you want to follow and build your life on God and his word, you have to admit that you are a sinner. You have to admit to Jesus and pray and say, I have been building my life on a sinful, sandy foundation. If you are here and doing that, you have, the first step is we admit that we are a sinner, then we believe in Jesus. That's the trust we were talking about a few minutes ago. We are putting our trust and saying, I believe in Jesus. I believe what the Bible tells us is true about Jesus. I believe that he was God's son. Everything about him, that he, that he died on the cross for our sins and was raised again three days later. I believe it and I want to build my life upon it. And then the last one is we confess that Jesus is Lord. All right, that's the one that tricks people up. People just say, confess your faith in Jesus Christ, Savior and Lord. Like we know what that means. Uh, but actually what the, the emphasis there isn't on the confess, it's on the Lord. That means we are making him, a Lord is like a king or a boss. We are making God the boss of our life. We're confessing that he is Lord over everything, but he is also Lord over our heart. That's the decision between the fool and the wise man of whether you're going to choose to believe in Jesus and make him boss of your life so that you continue to obey him all of your life. So if you're here and, and you have never made that decision before, then, then we're going to have pastors up here in the front in just a few minutes. You can come down and talk to one of our pastors. You can make that decision right now. You can make a, that decision all by yourself later today. But don't wait very long to choose to build your life on that solid foundation of Jesus Christ. So as we close, ask yourself, what is God wanting you today? do today? What area of your life have you been withholding 100% obedience? Whatever that is, deal with God now and turn that over to him and build your life on the solid foundation of God's word and obedience. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, to learn more about us or get connected, visit ridgecrestbaptist.org.